Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Phase Zero episode 24 starts right now. I'm your host, Brandon Davis. We have Jenna Anderson. Hey, everybody. Aaron Perine. What's going on, BB? <laughs> and Jim, the swing and punch thrower of his party down there. Mephisto himself, go. as the entire chat is saying. Hype. Stay hype. Let's go. This was an amazing episode of Loki. I want to talk about it. No, it wasn't. Uh, but let's let's are let's... you shitting me, Brandon Davis? <laughs> oh, I am not. I am not. So we're about to get into that. But the Loki is for the second half of the gym. This is why you're in jail all the time. Good God. Wait. Okay, listen. Let's, I'll wait. I'll wait. All right, listen. Okay, so then we have Loki episode three breakdown, full spoilers coming, second half of the show. Uh, and first, we have a couple things we got to talk about MCU news, if that's okay with you, Jim Viscardi. I mean, I guess it's not my show, so it doesn't matter. We have this is a variant of Jim Viscardi. This isn't actually the uh, this isn't the normal Jim we get. Um, but yeah, so listen, I went to Avengers Campus this week. That's why my face is all red right now because you cannot find sunscreen anywhere at Disneyland, California Adventure, or Downtown Disney. I made the mistake of not putting any on before I went out. I went to like ten places. It got to the point where the employees were like looking through personal stashes in the counters behind the cash register to see if they had sunscreen and they just don't have it anywhere at Disney. So if you're uh, in California, you go to Disney, don't forget your sunscreen. Cause they're not helping to, you go out to CVS first. Apparently go to CVS yeah. first. And I was going to go to CVS cause there is one very close, <laughs> but it was not close enough. It was like, it would have taken an hour. And I was like, you know what? Avengers campus. But yeah, I just want to share my thoughts on Avengers campus. Jamie did this. Uh, it was really cool. I mean, for me, the coolest part was the characters and the scenery. I thought the Web Slingers ride was fun. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy, if you ask me. And it certainly wasn't like the Harry Potter rides. I, I kind of wonder, was this designed like as an Iron Man ride at first? And then they killed off Iron Man. So they were like, we got to go with Spider-Man. Because it's you just put your arms out, but you can also put your arms out the other way. And like, it doesn't have to be the web slinging thing. And it still registers as part of the, like, it's kind of like whichever your straight arm, wherever your straight arm is extended towards, takes out the spider bots on the screen. And it's super fun. It's a good, it's quite an arm exercise. By the time you're done with it, I guarantee your arms are going to be tired. I would, uh, I would imagine, I mean, look, I mean, Spider-Man is a cash cow for Marvel, right? Yeah. And Marvel has wanted to do whatever they can, especially on a merch thing, right? Like, like, you know, those web bot kind of things, like kids are going to go nuts for that one because they love Spider-Man, but two, because it's an adorable little, you know, mech bot thing. And so like, that's where they're, you know, they, they can sell Spider-Man merch all day. As much as we love Iron Man, I don't know if you're necessarily selling Iron Man versions of those bots as much as you are Spider-Man versions. Well, don't you worry. They do have Iron Man versions of those bots. Uh, <laughs> See? Look, best of both worlds. They come in all the Avengers. All oh, them. that's cool. Is there yeah, a Thor yeah. one? It, yes. I think oh. so. I don't know if it's I don't know. They, they showed stuff off to Jamie that I don't think you made it out yet. Oh. Yeah, there, there's all kinds of uh, like the ones I saw, they had like a Spider-Gwen one. It was oh, pink nice. and white. They had rescue armor, Iron Man themed, uh, Ant Man or the or the Wasp themed, and Spider Man themed. 
Uh, those are the ones that I just saw. And it's really cool. If you look at the boxes, there's little Easter eggs right down to the box in the bottom. It will say who developed each individual uh, oh. spider bot. And then it'll say Cassie Lang for the Wasp. It says Harley Keener for the Iron Man one. Uh, and then they had a, uh, a photo in the line for Web Slingers of Harley Keener. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't Ty Simpkins. <laughs> so I was like, wait a second. This feels weird. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I don't. I didn't look at it too closely. But from far away, I was like, "That's not Ty Simpkins, is it?" Um, I didn't. I didn't. The, the spider bots didn't like call out to me, and I wanted to spend money there, but uh, there wasn't <laughs> a lot of Black Widow stuff, and I loved that movie. Uh, and there just wasn't a lot of Iron Man stuff. I bought the Iron Man pop. I got the Infinity Gauntlet cup holder. As I say, that, that, the I cup holder thing is pretty. Cool. Is pretty freaking cool. It yeah. seems like the thing that you would only use at a Disney park, but like, <laughs> still is yeah. is still really cool. Like, I no, can't imagine. Mean, I don't know. Barbecue. Maybe I would. Yeah, bring right. That out like to your barbecue or something. <laughs> yeah, right? oh, like, yeah. You take it out to special event kind of things, right? Like, yeah. you know, really just let everyone know at the barbecue who's boss. Mm-hmm. Jenna, you're not sitting in the club with the uh, Infinity Gauntlet holder <laughs> in the club. Oh my yeah. god, that would be amazing. <laughs> Next time I go out on Broadway in Nashville, I'm just bringing the Infinity Gauntlet. I'm putting every every Miller Light just <laughs> bringing it up. But the problem is, it'll fall out if you fall too far. If you go too far yeah. back, it'll just come right out of the hand. It'll, it's not like the Hasbro <laughs> one where you can squeeze it. I'll just be wearing a beer. But no, that is that was probably my favorite thing that I saw that they had. Um, and I, I mean, the characters to me were the best part. I got to see Black Panther and Black Widow fight Taskmaster on the Avengers HQ. I have like a TikTok of that on the comic book TikTok later. Uh, if not today, then tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think Web Slingers was fun. I prefer Guardians, uh, and it was super cool. It's it, but campus was really cool. It wasn't too crowded, but I know Disney is still limiting capacity out there, so uh, it was easy to get in and out of. The shawarma was delicious. The Hank Pym's uh, testing kitchen. I had a pretzel that was like the size of big, like three of my head. They had this peanut butter and jelly drink, which was delicious. They had a giant um, candy bar that had like a brownie inside of it and caramel and all. It was delicious. I pretty, I liked all of them. They had the pimini sandwich. I wouldn't, I actually am glad I did not buy the hundred dollar sandwich because it was just like eight little paminis. So I tasted the sandwich for $15 instead of a hundred. Um, and uh, yeah, the food was the food and the characters and the scenery were better than the ride itself. But overall, as a Marvel fan, there's Easter eggs everywhere. The strollers area, it has like parking reserve for P Carter. Uh, mm. You could find like the Mary Janes, like a band like logo. There's all kinds of little Easter eggs in there that I took a bunch of pictures of and you'll find those on the comic book Instagram soon. Uh, but yeah, anyway, if you want to talk more about Avengers Campus, I, I, I just had to I wanted to share my thoughts. Jamie did a great job covering it already on this show. So uh, we can talk more on Twitter. I'm going to stop boring everybody here. Uh, but I, actually, I'm going to continue because I feel like I'm the only one who can speak to this because I saw Black Widow. Jim, you, did, you saw Black Widow too, right? So I sure did. Okay. Uh, sorry, Jenna and Aaron. But uh, Jim and I are going to have to discuss this one. Feel free to jump in. This is spoiler free. If you guys have questions about our reactions, feel free to throw them at us. And, I and, loved- and to be clear, it's not, it's not a review. These are just mm-hmm. like first impressions. Mm-hmm. Not review, but reaction. I loved it. Yes. <laughs> it's great. That's not a review. It's, <laughs> it's like a, uh, it is Marvel doing a James Bond slash Mission Impossible kind of movie. And I am a 100% here for it. Like it, I, yeah. I honestly felt like on the edge of my seat throughout like the, through a big, through a big, through a big chunk of that movie where it's just like, like, oh, there's, there's still fight. It's like you go to a point where like, oh, they're still fighting. And then you go, 
uh, oh no, no, this is a new fight. And uh, like the fight, then they just keep getting bigger and crazier and like just more awesome. Yes. Uh, and like, yeah, it's, a, it's, that's what I love about it. It's, I mean, it, the tension is great. The emo, like it, it, it kills you several times emotionally. I mean, it was really good. Somebody needs to get Natasha Romanoff off of these high spaces because several times in the movie, she just keeps falling. And I'm just <laughs> me, I'm just looking like, what what's why Why, (laughs) like i'm just like every time but it it is really i think they do a really good job of giving all the natasha fans who wanted closure really good closure that's all i'm gonna say um it's really satisfying for natasha fans who know that she's been due for a real story for a long time it's excellent and uh if i say anything more than that it might be considered a review <laughs> it's one of the best solo films. Take out like if you if you take Avengers and Guardians and like Civil War out, like the only movies I would say that you could say are better that are solo movies are like Iron Man. If and this is going to be very like people are going to have different opinions on this. It depends on your taste, but like it's it's right up there for me with like Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Black Panther, and Ragnarok. And like the, like yeah. it's better than Iron Man two. It's better than Iron Man three. Better than like. I, I, it's a great movie. Anyway, uh, I'm very interested to see the what ca- the cast is out. really good together. Yes. And it's in no Which way is- like a filler movie, despite being a prequel. Mm, in no. no way is it a filler. Anyway. Okay. I'm gushing over. I think we'll have like an actual review, yep. which <laughs> will be obviously very different from what we It does have a post credit scene and it's a doozy. We'll say that. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I'm not touching that. That's it. I'm just saying, I'm just, I am confirming yeah. there is a post credit yeah. scene. Yeah. I'm um, not taking it any further than that. That's it. That's it. That's, that's all, all we can say. say. Stay through the. You knew that. You knew to stay through the credits. You're you're on phase zero. You're a Marvel fan. You do, yeah. and we love exactly. you for that. Um, it's tracking for ninety million dollars opening weekend. Wow. You, I think more people are going to see this in theaters than on. Di- I actually came to the realization. <laughs> I think a lot of people aren't even going to realize this is going to Disney Plus when they see the trailers. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of casual moviegoers that just watch Marvel fans because they're big Marvel movies and they know they're going to at least love it or, or enjoy it in some regard who aren't hardcore in the know, like we, us and our audience, they're going to see these trailers and be like, Oh, Black Widow, July 9th, I'm going to go to theaters. Right. And then they might open Disney plus and be like, Oh, it's home. That's that. It's at home. I think that that's, that's actually going to be a common thing for people. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a logistics thing of like, it depends on your individual situation where if the $30 you can spend on premier access is worth it for you and is less yep. than going to a theater and getting X number of tickets, then it might be worth it. But if you're somebody of just like one or two people, it might just be worth it to go to the actual theater. Yep. I, I haven't bought a movie on premier access yet. Does it, is it unlimited? Uh, Does it stay there no. forever? No, it's 48 hours. I think. I, yeah. 48 or 72. I think. Yeah. I something like that. Which. I did yeah. it for, I did it for Raya. Uh, when raya came out and um you know i mean we watched the hell out of it that that weekend but other than that it was you know that's it but it's not it is not unlimited you it's i believe a window Mm -hmm. i hate that i hate that (laughs) i mean it's like it's it's like go like if if, if, as if you were going to go to the theater it's not like i mean here at least you spend 30 bucks you can watch it you know more than once uh at home for a period of time if you go to the theater you're spending that much money anyway and you only get to see it once yeah but you see it on a big screen with yeah okay just seeing it once yeah i don't know the comment section is on my team yeah, <laughs> Jim is a Disney shill. <laughs> it's, look, it's different. It's different. For, I, I would imagine it's different for families, right? Just like Jenna said. Yeah. For me to take my wife and kid out to the movie theater, it is a 
almost $50 experience just kind of on tickets. And then you got to factor in food. Like going to the theater for a family is expensive. And so for me to be able to just get Raya uh, for 30 bucks, uh, pop some popcorn at home, get some candy from CBS, like I'm in the, I'm in the green. Mm. So, you know, I like you. Hashtag team no kids right here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A lot cheaper for me. A lot cheaper for me to get to the theater. But but, but I will admit, seeing movies in a theater is a completely different experience. And and I would say, like, this is a movie you want to see in theaters for sure. Uh, But, like, some people in the comment section are saying it's unlimited. We might need to fact check that. Maybe I have to double check. We got If it's 48 hours, I don't really like that. But, uh, it is definitely cheaper to see it and you can still watch it more times than in theaters. I suppose. I still think if you buy it, you should itch. You're already paying for the subscription itch and just stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. All right, let's move. Oh, I, I, I talked to Scarlett Johansson. We'll have this interview on the site probably later this week. Uh, but in summary, my last question for her was, is this it? Are you done? I was like, I was like, please come back. <laughs> I want more Natasha. And her answer was very much along the lines of like, I'm of the belief that if the party is raging, you want to get out before the party dies down and you should leave while you're having the best time. So it really sounded like she wasn't being concrete, but it sounded like she was saying this is it for her, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, that's sad. But oh, I, just Jim's got fact, thoughts. I just did a fact check. Uh, it is unlimited uh, oh, as good. long as you as long as you have um, your Disney Plus subscription. OK, okay. that's much okay. better than honestly. Yeah. Much, Jim, you, you went to bat for no reason. but i i mean still i i I see why people would buy the disney plus like i understand it it's far cheaper than bringing your family to the theater it's more convenient if you don't really but i'm always a theater person uh and hell i'll make eleanor buy her own ticket if i have to okay i'm just kidding i already bought four for imax brandon your streak of getting these stars to blurt out things unprovoked (laughs) has come to an end dang i know (laughs) brandon you look so guilty. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> well, it only happens when you talk to the cast of Fast and Furious. Yeah. It only happens when you talk to the cast of Fast and Furious that they just start saying things they're not supposed to say. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. This was a big debate uh, on social media this week. I know where I fall on it. Very interested interested to see where you three fall on it and where the comment section falls on it. I can. I think I know where the comment section is going to fall. No physical media for the mm. Disney Plus shows. Mm. Trash. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I think it's, I mean, I understand it from a business perspective. You want to watch it again? You got to subscribe. Doesn't mean I like it. I completely agree. Like, I think it's a thing. I, I love physical media. I love the fact of like having a complete set or of something or just having the physical manifestation of a thing. And so it sucks that we don't have that. And it's also just an accessibility thing because I know people who don't have the capability to subscribe to Disney Plus or even like a TV to play it on. And so like they've been waiting like, oh, is it at the library? Is it going to be like ever on DVD? And it's like, not really, unless you like were to go find like a another person's account or something. So so it just kind of sucks that it's limiting more people who can watch it. And even, I don't know, at a certain point, it feels like after the show's been out for a year, a year and a half or whatever, why not put it out on DVD and then get people to watch it again and talk about it again? I I wonder if this is something that they may reverse course on uh, after like a year or so. Let let time pass for for this stuff to happen where, look, Disney is 
one of the is the king of the mountain when it comes to collectible things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know that if there is an opportunity for that, for Disney consumer products to come out with some form of a collectible for these things, they're going to do it. And so while so while I, I understand like that them having to come out and say no, it's not going to be a thing now. But like we're going to get maybe like a year anniversary or like you know we're going to get like a phase one Disney Plus box set kind of thing for like the first three shows. Like there are the the potential is unlimited for the mountains of cash Disney can make by by putting this out. And so like I I get why they're saying it but I almost think it's, it's a bit of a red herring. I like, I'm just thinking back to when I was a kid and I, the, the idea of the Disney vault terrified me much more yeah. than it should have of just like, yeah. Oh no, this movie's going back to the Disney vault. I need to get it on like VHS or DVD immediately. So I mean, the, they're the kings so, of that. Yeah. So it's like, you could do something like that with these shows of say, we're going to run like a DVD run for X amount of time, get it before it's gone. And then that way people do have the physical collector's item. Yeah. Aaron, you look like I you would, a, bunch of, a bunch of opinions. I, I it's it's really wild to think that they would turn down free money because everybody <laughs> wants to buy this stuff. Like yeah. I'm with Jim. I can't believe I'm like Jim is totally right. Like I could totally see uh like a year from now. Remember how all the Disney Plus shows started? Here's all four of them in a big box with all the special features and everything together. But they're not, not doing it out the gate is wild. It reminds me of them not making the baby Yoda toys. Mm-hmm. when Mandalorian first came out to hit while the iron was hot. Because like Brandon and you guys, I don't know if you noticed, but they actually put all of the comics from the WandaVision that mm-hmm. inspired WandaVision back into production mm-hmm. and they've been selling. Yeah, they've saying, been sold out like crazy. Yeah. It, in the beginning, they were like, oh, we're not reprinting any of that. And then once the demand was there, they went ahead and started rushing it up. Like mm-hmm. it was like, okay, let's get this thing going. So, you know, at some point it's probably going to go. And I know for all of us, because we collect things and all the other facets of our lives, you've seen how much physical media has become more important in the last year. It, as someone who tried to buy some GameCube games <laughs> and stuff over the last year, like physical media is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And there's going to be a gap on your shelf, BD. This is this is not okay. <laughs> this is what kills me. That's you're not going to be able to post any photos of your stack anymore. I know. Because there's going to be, listen, be things I, missing. I went on Google and I found somebody made a uh, a Wandavision DVD cover sleeve, yeah. and mm-hmm. I I put I downloaded it, I resized it in Photoshop, I put it on my phone, I went on the Walgreens app, and I had it printed, and then I went to Walgreens, <laughs> and they were like. We actually can't give you that because it would be a copyright issue where we can't print it. So I'm about to go buy a printer, fill three <laughs> sleeves with these Disney Plus shows just so I can have the complete stack of Marvel titles because it kills me that it feels so incomplete. Oh, where's oh, Jim going? We lost. Talking about. Oh, shit. I just knocked the whole. Sorry. I just knocked the whole. My favorite. Like, one, of, one of my favorite pieces of promotional marketing that is physical media is what Paramount did. What Paramount did for um, for Bumblebee. Yes. This legit works. I yeah. can watch really? Bumblebee on VHS. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. Like, I never sold it or anything. VHS player? What? Of course I own a VHS player. I mean, I do now because I got this and I was like, I need to see if it works. And so I went on eBay and bought a VHS player. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean like that's a, that's a really cool. Yeah. It's, it's just a cool thing. Right. And, and again, like just, it goes back to what Jenna said about like the whole accessibility thing. So people don't have like the Wi-Fi to watch this stuff or the internet mm-hmm. to watch this stuff or whatever. And so they have to look, we saw it in WandaVision, right? Like, you know, it, 
her dad had to go dad bought you know bootleg dvd kind of things to go see this stuff. i mean so, listen the number one thing i saw in my tweet about this where i said they're not making physical media everybody was responding with jack sparrow memes for a reason <laughs> okay uh and also shout out to nicole drum in the the twitch comment section comicbook.com's nicole drum is in the house hey so, yo uh, hello nicole, nicole. Uh, all right, what's next? We have a bit of news here. Elizabeth Olsen said she auditioned for Khaleesi on Game of Thrones, and it went terribly, and that's pretty much the whole story there. I suggest reading it on, uh, on comicbook.com slash Marvel. She also said Scarlet Witch is a criminal, which, I mean, she, she, she is. She had a whole town hostage. She's not I mean. She's she not can't, you can't knock her. She's got a point. <laughs> um, this is the quote. This was on uh, Vanity Fair's Little Gold Men podcast. This is uh, Elizabeth Olsen's words here, quote, like she just did something that makes her a criminal. So in my mind, the next step in her life is this new sense of identity of knowing the acts that she committed and her own accountability of it. So it sounds like she's going to be struggling with uh, with her actions and, and regret in Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I, I feel so bad for her because it's like between the Lagos thing in Civil War of just like her being framed as a criminal and her having to deal with that guilt. It's like you go through that, you go through Infinity War, you lose vision, and then you your coping mechanism makes you even more of a criminal. <laughs> it's like this she can't catch a break, and I just feel really bad for her. We have we have a couple of comments here. Uh, one, she's a criminal, but we stand. <laughs> Uh, Blaine Romanoff says she is LOL but we stand <laughs> and Cyprilla says but she's hot she can't be a criminal uh, anybody can be a criminal uh, but we do stand Scarlet Witch so yeah Falcon's Nat is still on the uh, the but if bad well, anyway I don't know comment section there's some typos in there uh, and then Amelia Clark, speaking of Game of Thrones and Scarlet Witch, the Khaleesi herself said she's down to spend a decade in the MCU. Can she? I don't know. She's a scroll. She's in Secret Invasion. Well, we don't know if she's a scroll actually, but she's in Secret Invasion. So who knows? How if that she's Abigail work. Brand, like I and a bunch of other people were theorizing, that is a character that could stick around in the MCU for like a decade. Because mm-hmm. it's like you could just have her dealing with S.W.O.R.D. and the X-Men and whoever else kind of comes across her path. So I hope that's the case because I would love to see that for a decade. And how much longer can Samuel L. Jackson be Nick Fury? Like, yeah. I mean, I'll take him forever, but the man's been doing it for 13 years now. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and uh, last bit of news here before Jim teases up for a hot debate is uh, Jim Starlin. I did an interview with him last week where I accidentally spoiled a bit of Loki for him. And I said, uh, or he told me that 30 minutes of Thanos backstory was cut from Avengers Infinity War, that he went to set, he filmed his cameo for Endgame, And they told him that there was this whole story where we were going to go to Titan. We were going to get to know Thanos and they cut it. And then he took the plane ride home and he watched the justice league movie. And he saw how Steppenwolf was just kind of shoot in there. Like dark side was like mentioned and he panicked and thought infinity war was going to turn out to be like Joss Whedon's justice league. And, uh, <laughs> He was like, I'm just going to have to practice going on interviews and events and saying, I love it. I love it. And then he started seeing it and he was like, you know what? I do love it. It's pretty good. So that's cool. I would still love to see the Thanos backstory. I think we might get pieces of it in Eternals. Mm-hmm. But are you guys over Thanos or do you are you like, do you, do you want to see more Thanos? Aaron, you? Uh, I think we could be down for some more. I know that people might be burned out, but it's been so long since Endgame now. I don't know how you could be completely <laughs> too tired of them, right? Like we've had a, a good space in between. Also, I mean, the more pedantic ones among us might want to know why he, why the Eternals didn't stop him or get wise to his schemes beforehand. So, yeah, I'd be down for some more. If you talk to uh, 
Scott was his name. Deadpool guy. What's his name? He, Ryan Reynolds? No, 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 no. The guy who created Deadpool. Rob Black. Oh, Rob Black. Rob always says that, like, oh, he's going to be in so many more things than Stano. So maybe he's right. Watch. Liefeld, smarter than all of us. Look at that. <laughs> Liefeld also said Disney hates Deadpool, which is like saying Disney hates money. So I don't know. I don't know. Listen. But, but yeah, I mean. He would know better than we would. So, you know, we'll see. And Jim, Jim had a debate he wanted to bring up on the show. I'm just going to let Jim take it here. Jim, you're out of jail. The floor is yours. Not, not, not a debate. I I, I was uh, a little backstory uh, to this. So, uh, so sorry for the tangent. Uh, a new sushi place opened up in my neighborhood. It's called Rock and Roll Sushi. And they play nothing but uh, classic, classic rock uh, in it. So I took, uh, I took my daughter there and they played uh, Back in Black from ACDC and like she got really into it and I every time I hear that song I always think of Iron Man 1 and there have been a number of phenomenal needle drops in the MCU but I think the best one is Back in Black in Iron Man so I so I I open it up to to the group to say what are your what do you think is the best needle drop in the mcu i got a ton of great responses uh, on twitter obviously immigrant song on uh from ragnarok is a, mm-hmm. is a big one uh but I, I was curious i was curious to, to some of your thoughts and see see what the chat thinks chat best needle drop in the mcu let's go wandavision had some really good ones Dude, voodoo child is my number two the the way that came in is like i, I freaking love that one mm-hmm. Uh, I also like the what what ACDC song comes on in is it ACDC in the Avengers when Iron Man hijacks the comms and he shows up to help in the fight against Loki that first mm-hmm. fight against Loki mm-hmm. I forget which song it was that was a good one oh shoot to thrill oh yeah yeah yep. uh-huh. yeah it's like hey did you miss me and this like <laughs> ACDC starts playing that's a good one yeah. I, I answered in response to Jim's tweet, and I think my answer still stands, of Mr. Blue Sky. Every time I hear that, I just think of like Baby Groot just dancing around and just that whole opening sequence in Guardians 2. So that is definitely one for me that is just, it gets me every single time. I have my favorite one. Ooh, it's, okay. If you like pina coladas, <laughs> when, yes. when, when Star-Lord comes flying out from the yes. ship with his Walkman and... Uh, Drax is like the imbecile did it <laughs> <laughs> or whatever he says. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Which one do you think is the best? Oh God. Um, I haven't, I didn't get to see this on Twitter when it happened. Cause I've been on social media. <laughs> um, <laughs> smart, <laughs> smart. Good for your mental health. You're probably just yeah. enjoying the playoffs with Phoenix dunking on, uh, on the Clippers last night. My, my parents are here in California with me. So like, I've just been hanging out with them and not thinking about anything. Empty brain's been nice. Um, if I've had <laughs> to guess, I suppose, oh, man, this is so hard. Cause I like, I, maybe trouble man. When Steve wakes up at the end of uh, winter soldier, I mean, is it winter soldier when he wakes up at the end uh-huh. of the hospital bed? Yeah. And he's like on your left. I always thought that was cool. Also, I was like, what is this world where Marvin Gaye is playing in a Marvel movie? Oh, Lord. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> what, wait, what's the mention for Homecoming? What happened? What's the song in Home? What song plays in Homecoming? I'm gonna feel real dumb when I when I realize I forgot something good here. I can't I don't know. remember. I lo- I do like the song when Peter first shows up in Civil War. Like that that needle drop is a very cool one. Um, but I can't remember. Is your left hand free? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, your right hand grip. I think. What's up? Yeah. I think the chat is saying Blitzkrieg Bop. Maybe. Oh, in uh, in Homecoming. 
Yeah. Oh, Jared Bliss sings that uh, left hand free in, in Civil War. Mm-hmm. I Oh, Let's Go is in Homecoming. That song's in Homecoming. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that was a fun debate. I mean, I don't think we have an answer. I guess everybody, I think, I think the answer is Immigrant Song in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. But. <sighs> I mean, that, I mean, that is that is a good one. <laughs> I think on, my favorite use of my favorite use of uh, of immigrant song is that fan who put it over Thor uh, mm-hmm. showing up in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I love that usage of it way more. It's not even an official one, but that one is great. But that was the only time we heard the Avengers theme in that song in that movie, That's true. and it, it was, was like it hit so hard. It brought straight joy to my whole body. That was the best entrance. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. I suggest watching the Suicide Squad trailer if you haven't already. Uh, it's fantastic. We were talking about it before mm-hmm. the show, and I just had to give it a shout. James Gunn's new movie looks brilliant. And as of right now, that's my most anticipated movie of the year. The only thing that can top <laughs> it is if Spider-Man No Way Home delivers just this, uh, a bombshell of a trailer. Uh, but we'll be right back in a minute to talk full spoilers on Loki Episode 3. You've been warned. See you in 60 seconds. to phase zero episode 24 where we are diving in to loki episode three spoilers the same way i just found out during that break that scarlett johansson is diving into a tower of terror movie huh. are you serious the jokes <laughs> write themselves she's in a movie about a, a theme park ride with a falling elevator come on come on uh I, i'm not making any jokes about it but but scarlett johansson is going to be in a Black Widow is going to be in a Tower of Terror movie. Um, all right, Loki episode three. Full spoilers ahead. If you have not watched Loki yet, this is uh, not the the place you want to be. Uh, I'm making sure that that was a real disgusting film tweet. And yeah, that's a real. <laughs> it's it's real. Tweet. It's yeah. It is real. It's real. It's, real. it's, it's real. that is a thing that is happening. I'm okay. tired of fake disgusting film <laughs> tweets. Verify disgusting <laughs> film Twitter. Yes. Verify them. It's a good account. They deserve the blue check. All right, Loki episode three. We're going to go around the horn with reactions. I'm going to go last, even though I gave you a taste of my thoughts at the beginning. Aaron, you're at the top of the screen. What do you think? Um, So uh, me and Jenna were joking before the show. This is the highest production value episode of Doctor Who ever put on film. (laughs) That is wonderful. That is great. It was good times. Uh, a little bit of Snowpiercer sprinkled in as well. Uh That's that's exactly it. I felt like I was watching Snowpiercer. Uh Uh-huh. I never thought I would enjoy a show where the primary basis for it is just two people having a conversation outside of like Joe Para. This is delightful. Um, I, and also, I have no idea what, where we're going. It's, a, it's amazing. You could kind of guess where we were headed in the first two shows. No clue where we're going. It's been fun to watch so far. Tom Hiddleston is light. Uh, Sophia is amazing, bouncing off of him. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Jim, you're next on the totem pole here, dude. I, man, the my only my only real gripe with uh with this episode is you can kind of tell where the seams are, right, from a production value uh, standpoint. Like I, I actually raised the question that I thought this may have been filmed kind of Mando style, where it looked like you can kind of tell that totally like agree. the surrounding area just like didn't feel as authentic uh it didn't necessarily take me away from it because one of the things i also love about this episode is the way the way this show uses color Mm -hmm. is absolutely 
phenomenal. It feels mm-hmm. like a late 80s comic as far as like color coloring goes. I love I love the use of purples. I love the use of greens. Like it is just it's it's so awesome in that way. And look, I don't know like I don't know how they're going to get out of the predicament they're in. And I absolutely love that. Like they have left no real way out short of my guess is maybe Mobius finding them and zapping them back to wherever like they need to be before the end of the world. Like that's the the thing that Mobius knows that not necessarily everyone else does. Like that is is whatever. And look, you got to give Marvel the respect for going out and saying, "Yep, Loki's bisexual. First, you know, first by character confirmed in the MCU. Boom, nailed it. And it's like, that's great. And like I said, it, there were a lot of aspects of this that I could see. I could see why, where people may not like it. I'm very curious to hear what you thought. If, if, why, Brandon? But, um, but I don't know. For me, this was a, you know, it was like a why is Loki? Why is Loki Loki? What like what is Loki in uh, all of that? And this is a, a character that. We've gotten a lot of development from over the years, but we've never gotten development like this. And it just makes me appreciate a lot of what Tom Hiddleston has done prior to this and, and what, what we may get after this. So that's my rant. I love it. There you go. <laughs> Jenna. I completely agree. Like I thought this episode was really great. Like the doctor who comparison was out of love because I feel like that the way that they handled it is something that we haven't seen in the MCU. And I think they did it in a way that was still really captivating to watch. Um, and yeah, the bisexual lighting was working overtime in this episode. (laughs) And I love it. Like that is something that I am always here for. And they did it like they, they used it so perfectly. I, I, this felt like when you're reading a comic that's been like a team comic that's been going on forever and they have in the middle of a story arc, they just pivot and do like, we're going to follow one character off into their story and then we'll go back to the main event. It's like this, I can understand why people probably were like, well, I had a bunch of questions that you're not answering right away, but it was not a filler episode in any sense of the word. Like we got so much meaningful character development and just like world building in terms of the TVA without the TVA really being there. And so I, if, they can keep up this momentum for the last three episodes i'm going to be super happy because this just felt so meaningful and good yeah i mean I, there's there's a lot of things i liked in the episode like i thought it was very okay though overall like because mostly i think that's because the episode two ended on such an epic cliffhanger and then this one felt like a side quest that was such a strong diversion to keep us from getting to to, to fill time from getting to that answer. And we got great character development. I love the big uh, reveal that Loki is bisexual. That's confirmed in the MCU. Like that's such a big W during pride month. Like that's so great to finally have them there. Move over Joe on, Russo. On the like, same day that Marvel voices <laughs> pride comes out in comic shops, which is uh-huh. yeah. really cool. Yeah. Like we, we it's, it's like, and it, that just felt like, and I see, I saw one comment, like they're woke in the comment section already. It's like, I know we're going to get that kind of crap. Like that's kind of, that's a one way ticket to getting banned from our comment section, first of all, but also like, I like, shut up. Like it just yeah. felt like it fit. It was organic. It fit. Jamie is here. Hey. Jamie Jirak is on the show. Oh, hey, Jamie's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. We summoned you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so late. <laughs> no, I love it. No, that's that's honestly this my fault for not asking you yesterday if you were going to be on the podcast today. <laughs> I, I waited until this morning to recruit everybody for the show today. So that's on me. Welcome to the show, Jamie. What did you think of Loki today? 
Oh, I think we know what I thought of was. <laughs> Honestly, it, they confirmed he was bi, and then I blacked out. I don't know what else happened. <laughs> I have to rewatch it. It was, I've never been so happy in my entire life. Um, I, I'm, I may have been up late celebrating a little too hard, to be honest. <laughs> I respect that. I respect the hell out of that. I love it. I mean, that is such a big W. Like, I love it that. Is. I love that they did it. It was in the. It was in that promo where he's gender fluid. And then it's like, all right, is that as far as they're going to take it? Like, is that what they're qualifying as the representation here? And now they've gone all in. Who knows? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll, I, I don't, I don't know what's coming. But who knows? Maybe we'll see a a love interest too if they want to if they want to push it even further. I think everybody would be okay with that. Yeah, whatever. So. <laughs> I, I, so, one of the other things I wanted to to bring up is kind of the uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's Loki and he's unpredictable or whatever. But the his um his like fighting style is is very uh, um it's not consistent. It's, 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 it's it, it, where it's like, like he'll, you'll see him like shoot some like magic stuff out like once or twice. I'm like, man, if I was Loki and I had that, I'd be blasting people left and right. Like what, you know, like what's going on here? I mean, I understand that like, you know, it, it's a, I guess it's a, it's a PG 13 ish kind of thing. So we can't see Loki just straight up stabbing people. But, <laughs> um, but like, there's just, it's like, it's like, like, it was just like little kind of things like that where, where, I think it bothers me more with, with Tom Hiddleston because I think um, uh, when you see some of the fight scenes that Sylvie is in and like when she gets into, breaks into the TVA and she does that weird, like run up the wall, tornado DDT kind of like move on that TVA guard like that, like that was like really, really cool. And she has a very consistent like fighting style where Tom just seems like way all over the place uh, in what he does. And I get it's a total nitpick kind of thing, but but again, and it may, and maybe it pays off, and who knows? Maybe there's a reason for it. But like, well, yeah, but Loki has never been a character that's been in hand-to-hand combat like in these yeah. situations so thoroughly. Like he's always been next to Thor, and the camera focuses on Thor instead right. of showing Loki in the battle. Jenna, sorry I also, to like this is 2012 Loki, so in my mind, he might not have had, like you said, he might not have had to have gotten in hand-to-hand combat as much. I know I saw a tweet that pointed out that like both Loki in Ragnarok and Sylvie in this episode both like use their horns as a weapon, which I now yeah. kind of like, is this now, did did they reverse engineer that of like, he, he did that because he saw Sylvie doing that, which I think that's kind of cool, but like, Loki is erratic and I don't see him in the current Avengers era really knowing how to fight, and so I think that kind of makes it cooler that he just, it does, you don't really know what he's going to do in a fight scene yeah oh i just had a big brain theory that jenna just (laughs) sparked for me hold on jim before you go down this this path i want to point out one more thing on the the bisexuality of loki whenever somebody says the phrase a bit of both i think of star lord and the last line from the first guardians movie and star lord in comics is also confirmed to be bisexual so i just like that i i don't think that was any sort of intentional connection but i thought that was cool the bit of both was a great way to reveal it and then it tied me my brain to Star Lord, who is also in comics bisexual. But yeah, uh, go. He, Jim Viscardi has a theory, ladies and gentlemen. Buckle up, park the car. I hope you better not be listening to us while driving. Well, you can be listening. What if? What if? It, and it, it's just it, it, the the way that Jenna mentioned, like the reverse engineer using the helmet thing as the horn. What if this show ends with Loki accepting this lo- this variant, accepting his fate, and going back to 2012 and mm-hmm. just living out the rest of that life? As, as is like everything that he he learned, you know, during his time, you know, with the TV and whatever, wherever this adventure ends, he's like, I, I got to go back and I got to do it. And like he carries that with him. But he but like 
he just go like goes through it and maybe just maybe that when he does finally meet his end at the hands of Thanos, like he, it, that helps influence his decision to, to do what he does because he knows how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. That's, that's been a theory. I've, I've been thinking that since like the, right before the show started, yeah, that the too. only way to correct that timeline is if he goes back there with the Tesseract and lets it carry out, which would be like a, it kind of contradicts some of the time travel rules we've seen in the MCU in like a sense of whatever happened happened. I, I assume that by these rules, it would have to mean that when, after Loki left and after Cap and Iron Man left and after Ant-Man and Bruce Banner left 2012, that the TVA came in and reset that whole timeline and erased it, like put a cap on it so that only the main timeline was happening where the Avengers were doing what they were supposed to do. But if Loki comes back and does that, then that frees the TVA of having to do that. And that timeline continues to be the main timeline. Mm. Like this happened all along. So I don't know. That's, that's a, but I do think maybe he just accepts it, but also this show is getting a season two. So mm-hmm. I don't know how that could happen this year. Um, anyway, next up, anybody have any else, anything else on the Loki accepting his fate uh, th- <laughs> conversation? Um I, I liked how Loki mocked the glorious purpose thing uh, yeah. about himself. Like he said to Sylvie, like, oh, you, what is your glorious purpose? Assuming she would believe the same thing. And he's really mocking himself because he used to say that in the first Avengers movie. And he realized he has no glorious purpose. His purpose was to die and to promote other people's purposes. Um, so I like that. A lot of callbacks to other movies. And the another when he throws the drink down, just like yeah. the 2011 oh, story. Okay. calls that up. That yeah. was great. Um, yeah. Uh, says he's adopted. Thor said made that joke. He's adopted in the first Thor movie. Um, so there's this episode really did have a lot of callbacks, which is a reason. I like I said, I think it was my least favorite of the three because I'm one of the people who just wants the story to always move forward. When I was watching the Mandalorian, I was always the person who's like, ah, it's just side quest after side quest. I want more. And it took until the end for me to say, I really liked. Uh, I really <laughs> liked the the overarching story and how it was only kind of interjected with these side quests that ended up being. Um, part of it, but that said, like my two least favorite episodes of Mandalorian are the spider episode, which was interesting on its own, but didn't do much to further the plot. And the episode where he saves the village from that one, um, like Walker thing in the woods, which didn't, which felt like a total side track from, uh, from the main story. Uh, and after last week's cliffhanger, I just wanted to see it move forward and Mobius, like, where was my boy Mobius? But also you know I mean? like, we do get the huge reveal that, all of the people at the TVA are variants, which is the thing that I suggested mm-hmm. last week. And I was yeah. very happy that they ended up being right about that because I think even though we barely have the TVA in the episode, we don't really have Mobius. It, that raises a whole other set of questions in and of itself, because we're learning how nefarious the timekeepers or whoever else is really in charge of the TVA. We're really like learning how bad they are without having to actually see it play out. So like when Loki gets back to kind of out of the side question back into the main story, we now have that knowledge and that's going to make it so much more interesting. So I'm going to throw this out there. I know everyone is saying Kang, 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 right? Pull up casually cosplaying comment here while Jim says that just the comment section can see this as well. Yeah. Uh, So I think there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Kang and whatever, but I think, um, we, I think we'll get, I think we'll get Kang, but I don't think we're going to get Kang in the way that everyone expects we get Kang. I think Kang is literally maybe a mention at the very end as a thing. But what if, the, given everything we know about how Sylvie uses her powers, everything we know about how this Loki uh, is able to, you know, handle his magic or whatever, 
What if the person running this timeline's TVA is a Loki? Huh. It would make a ton of sense for Loki to be the villain of this show. I mean, uh, in Agents of Asgard, there is an old Loki, and we know yeah. Richard, uh, Richard, Richard E. Grant. Uh, e. Grant. E. Grant. E. Grant. He's going to be on yep. the show. Ooh. Yes. I would uh-huh. love if Richard E. Grant was a Loki. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ooh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Into uh-huh. that. Because mm-hmm. I'm waiting. How, how have we not gotten to him yet? I know. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, and then, and then, then we get season two. Yep. Richard E. Grant likes to make her here, here, here first. Richard E. Grant is Loki. Love that. <laughs> That's a good. I mean, that's. I think that's a good theory. Um, and and it would. It could also be a thing where like Richard E. Grant's Loki is the Loki that gave Sylvie her powers. If that's the case, because in comics, uh, for the sake of those uh, listeners at home who love a Marvel education session, I know everybody here on the on the panel knows this. But uh, Loki gave Sylvie her powers. She's from Oklahoma. He gave her her powers. There's an old Loki who meddles with the past to make sure he becomes like the Loki he is. So I think this is going to be kind of an amalgamation of a lot of stories. And there's clearly influences from the agent of Asgard story here, like the one horn and just stuff like that. So uh, I think that that's a good I'll, Jim. Jim, I'll I think you might have something to, there. I'll even go as far to say that the Loki in charge of the TVA is trying to find Kang and yeah. like, and is either, either like usurped Kang or whatever, but like that Loki is trying to find Kang who has yeah. either created other problems for him or whatnot, or in the quest for ultimate power, Loki wants what Kang has. Maybe, maybe. I still think I like casually cosplaying's comment. I think we've said this on the show before. I think that all three timekeepers are made up and Kang is in charge of the TVA. I also like, I feel like it could still be a Mortis. I feel like it could be mm-hmm. old Kang and that that is how like him and Ravana's connection could be very similar to how it is in the comics. And like old Loki could still be involved with that somehow without having to have him solely be in charge of the TVA. But like what, like the timekeepers look too similar to how Immortus looks in the comics to me for yeah. it to not be something that they ended up like playing all the way through. Le- uh, Layla just confirmed herself to be a Loki variant in the comment <laughs> section. <laughs> Huge. If true. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> look at that profile picture right there in the corner with the two gauntlets. What a legend. <laughs> Layla, happy, happy birthday a week later too. Um, <laughs> it's going to be her birthday for the rest of the year. I know we're just going to keep shouting out Layla's birthday. <laughs> Every Wednesday is Layla's birthday. She is going to be old. But it's <laughs> she ages a year every week. Uh, she's like the Rick and Morty characters that are in that did anybody watch the new episode? Never mind. Um, the, the Sylvie, I, I liked the, the bit in the conversation uh, where Sylvie doesn't have a vivid memory of her of like her own life. It's so she clearly says she can't remember everything. So I think either a she's lying and she doesn't want to give Loki too much information. But to put the tinfoil hat on, because you know I love a theory, <laughs> maybe she's she's spending too much time in a different reality, and the memories from her past reality are starting to fade. Am I crazy? Anybody? I like that theory. Yeah. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's got me. <laughs> Super Squirrel said, okay, but what if Mobius is a variant of Owen Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's just a joke, but I do. Wow. But I do think that, uh, I do think there's more than one Mobius because mm-hmm. clear, like uh, Renslayer clearly has more than one kind of informant and analyst and stuff like that. And I think the rings on the table was more than just a, a, a bit of, Yes, Mobius has been here. He's worked with her before. He's been in the seat. I think she has different Mobiuses that she talks to, and maybe. And I think it's going to be a real heartbreaking moment when our boy Mobius 
if he doesn't get to ride a jet ski and he only gets to find out that he's just a pawn of the TVA, I'm going to be pretty wrecked. Mm-hmm. Ravana seemed pretty pretty excited at the prospect of getting rid of Loki. She seemed uh-huh. pretty like, oh, I get to type this loose <laughs> in right now. Like, mm-hmm. Go ahead and kill him. I don't care. And then he's just like, oh, uh, 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 Game Boy, take us out of the But I, I wonder how much she knows about whatever is going on above her because she makes it sound like she's in complete control of what's going on when she was talking with mobius but it's pretty clear she did not want silver to go up that elevator there was no way she wanted her to get anywhere near whatever is hiding up there at the top of that what is it uh is it a marriott in atlanta <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. marriott yeah. marquee in atlanta <laughs> okay yeah she didn't want to get anywhere near the presidential suite Jim, you trying to uh, – oh, somebody's got a plane going by. Jim, you trying to uh, take a road trip with me to uh, to Atlanta so we can go take some photos uh, in the Marriott lobby? The TVA. I, listen, yeah. I got my TVA jacket right here. All right? I'm ready to uh, – I'm ready to go cosplay. I'm ready to go cosplay. Uh, all right. I think that uh, that pretty much covers the episode. I Oh, the cliffhanger. Jim said he didn't see a way out for them when he was giving his reaction. Um, and I, I have a theory on that. I think Loki has the time stone. Oh. Because if you look at when he reversed that it building falling, of the TV. we saw him yeah. use the telekinetic powers in the in the other episode where in the in the, I think it was episode two when he pulled the iRobot thing, the, the vacuum, to whack the the kind of southern version of, of Loki that or Enchantress slash Sylvie uh, in the face, which was the first time we saw him use telekinetic powers. But that's a big jump to go from pulling a vacuum to your hand to stopping a whole building. When he looked in Casey's drawer and saw the Infinity Stones, the only one he touched was the Time Stone. He had it in his hand. Loki did not. You, do you really think he didn't put that in his pocket? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I like, I that. like Look, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's Jamie is trying to be here. <laughs> we love you, Jamie. We love you. Love you guys so much. <laughs> if you're listening to this in podcast form and you can't see our faces, Jamie's doing like hand gestures and like wide eyes just to try to show signs of life down there. It is a party at Jamie's house and we love her for it. We love her for it. Uh, so, but yeah, when, when he, it looked like Dr. Strange, when he stopped the building from falling in Hong Kong, it looked a lot like that effect without the kind of green um, mystical magic shield things. Uh, and his hands were off screen and he was facing it. So you couldn't see what he was doing exactly. Time stone magic is green. It could match with Loki's magic. Hide exactly. in sight. Exactly. So I do, I heard it fall back in the drawer though, says Diamante uh, Chan. Maybe, I don't know. I think it's possible because how else are they going to get out of there? Unless somebody pops through a time portal to, to come get them. I'm Mobius. hoping that Mobius uh, saves the day. Yep. Maybe, maybe. I may. He just pulls up on a jet ski, a flying Please. jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> I need nothing more than for that to happen. <laughs> so what, listen. What about the Bifrost? What yeah. about what about that? I thought that was pretty a wave that they got. He just called Heimdall like, get us. Oh, right. There's although no we although we don't know when this is. I thought it was like 2070 something. Oh, okay. was, there a, was there a date? Yeah. I may have missed that. Yeah, well, so they then were the Bifrost would still be dead. So unless somebody's rebuilt it in that span of time, like we don't know or it's how diff- love or it's on a different timeline and where, yeah. where that didn't happen or whatever. That but is true. Yeah, I would love just that would be the most satisfying way out of that. But I just don't know <laughs> if they could pull Idris Elba to a Disney Plus show for one episode. 
But they, I mean, they, you know, I mean, do you, I mean, do you need, do you need Idris Elba? Can you just no. have it happen and yeah. then just like, and then you, and then we, that gives us an episode on Asgard kind of thing, right? Like theoretically, will we, we have to get an episode on Asgard, right? Like, I feel like it would be weird to. I am full scale going to say this now, and I could be. Oh, here we wrong. go. I think we're going to get a, another conversation with Loki and his mother before the end of this is over. Oh, there is a lot. There is a lot of mama. There is a lot of mama talk happening in these episodes. I like that. I, I totally think we're going to see Frigga and him have a conversation before this is all over. It might that be the be, last. That would episode. be a great. That would be a nice. A nice surprise. I Rene so Russo always. Yes. yes, I and I would love to see it because Thor got his closure in Endgame where he got to talk to his mom from the past and she knows like she would see Loki and she would probably immediately recognize just like she recognized in Thor. This is a different version of her son uh, and she needs to have a conversation. That's a great call, Aaron. I love that. Wisest person on the pod right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is all right. So well, yeah, Jim, it's Aaron. Okay. Don't you try to, don't try to put yourself in there. (laughs) (laughs) I will never not take an opportunity to put Jim in jail. Um, All right. If you guys have any questions in the comment section, we will answer those type them as fast as you can so that we don't spend too much time doing our best Loki impression and stalling like I just did. And uh, we'll get to them if we have any good ones. Otherwise I think it's a good time to uh, wrap up the show, a clean hour long phase zero. Great. Uh, It's really, really blew by. <laughs> you can hear it in Jamie's voice that I she's know. trying. We love it. We love it. Loki singing. Everybody loved Loki singing. I was watching a video on YouTube. I feel terrible for not knowing the YouTuber. Uh, but he said he thought Loki was maybe singing an Asgardian song to test whether or not this lady Loki slash Sylvie was Asgardian and she didn't oh. seem to recognize it. Huh. So that could have been that could have been clever as well. I don't know what that would do for Loki to know. That she's not from Asgard, but maybe she is indeed from Oklahoma, just like the comics. Got a good question from uh, Matthew Bass. What do you guys think about the last action scene? It felt like a video game action cutscene to me, and I love the camera movements and stuff. Oh yeah, I totally expected like triangle, square, circle, X to show up on the screen at certain moments for me to hit for it to go from you know thing to thing. But yeah, but again, like that's a that's the thing. Like it's, the way that Loki or the way that this show is handling uh, some of its action scenes is. So different from WandaVision, so different from Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I and I, I just I just love it. I love that we're getting that kind of variation uh in in this stuff. And it just, yeah, yeah, it just it just feels it just feels really good. I it was all one shot. That mm-hmm. last action sequence was all one continuous shot. Obviously, parts put together, but it was made to be that the camera never kind of clearly cuts to a different yeah. angle. And shout out to director Kate Heron for that. I thought that was brilliant. That's just impressive filmmaking. The that was probably one of the longest uh, time consuming shots to create or sequences to create. I loved it. Also, we, should, we should also should, sorry. Go ahead, I think Jenny. we're going to say the same thing. We should shout out the writer of this episode, who is the yep. showrunner of the Miss Marvel show. Yep. So I know Mr. we had Kelly. talked like months ago about like what her involvement on the show was, and so it's very it was very cool to see her name on this episode. Yep. Yeah, if this gives us any indication on some of the fun that we're we're to expect, or at least like even just like the dialogue, right, and the conversations yeah. and whatnot, like that's the stuff that I'm like, all right, I'm I'm ready for Miss Marvel. Let's go. Where do you think we will see next Mo- see Mobius after this? Do you think Loki will tell him he was from Earth once? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think Loki's a person who really holds back in favor of people's feelings. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think Loki will be pretty forward on that one. I hope so. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to be tough a tough pill for Mobius to swallow. And he might not trust him right away. He might not believe him right away. Loki's going to have to find proof of that. Yeah. All right. He's well, going to give him the jet ski. Yes. <laughs> He's gonna give him, this was your jet ski. I, it was yours. <laughs> I do. I do want to answer casually cosplaying's uh, Avengers Campus story. Uh, we can't really answer that one without necessarily spoiling uh, part of that movie. So I will just say, let's when the movie comes out, save that question, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah, Black Widow. Yeah, it will answer some of your questions. <laughs> um, all right. Now we're going to end the show with, I know, Jamie's favorite question from the fans. Predictions for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, my prediction is that we really do finally see the multiverse has been blown open. Uh, and and be- mostly because Tom Hiddleston's told us that uh, four and five are where things really get crazy. So I think this was always going to be the Lady Loki explainer to an extent. Drove me insane. That he never said, why are you doing this? What do you want from this? Loki never asked that one time. I was like, bro, just please pop pop that question. Like, what, what's she trying to do here? Never did that. So I think uh, we will really get to see that. And by seeing that, we'll see kind of the outcome. The TVAs fall out with the the timeline being bombed by Lady Loki. Jenna, you got anything you think you're going to see next week? I like. I agree. I feel like we'll get some good like Mobius and Loki moments. I feel like we need to get back to that bromance because it has just been such a good part of the show. And like, yeah, with the knowledge that we have now, I'm really curious to see how Mobius's character goes. I really want more Ravana. It feels like we have just barely gotten a taste of her character and I really need to know like where they're going with her. So I hope the next episode gives us a little bit something there. Aaron, what do you think? Um, I think that we still have the entire timeline on fire and we took a bottle episode (laughs) to ignore, like, or explicate that. I feel like there's some real havoc going on. So uh, I think that, I guess if I had to have a wild prediction, uh, Renslayer has seen Sylvie before, but Mm -hmm. maybe in their previous timeline, like maybe they'll be friends or something like that. There's got to be some sort of personal connection between the two of them or the TVA personally for her to just do all this stuff. She's like, it was years of planning, which I'm like, <laughs> what happened in the years? Don't, don't be shy. Share with the class, please. Tim? Richard E. Grant is old man Loki, and he is the one pulling the strings at the TVA. And I don't think we're going to get that next week. Next week, I think, is, is going to be more. Uh, we, we, have to, we have to drop the bomb on Mobius that, hey, sorry, you were not from the TVA. You were from Earth. Uh, you, the, that's the reason why you love the jet skis. And I promise <laughs> you, we will get you on a jet ski. And, uh, and that's... That that's the conversation I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, not uh, b- because I kind of like the the uh, the Ravana Renslayer character. I would I wouldn't be surprised if the reveal is that the the you know now that I'm stuck on this theory, the Loki that's running the TVA is actually Ravana is is portraying themselves oh. as Ravana oh. Renslayer to okay. keep everyone at bay. She knows everything, whatever. And, uh, and that's it. So look, I, there are so many layers to my Loki is the, the villain of the TVA theory or in charge of the TVA theory that look thought about it. I'm ready. That's, that's actually really I good. I like that. That's that a good idea. Loki yeah. is posing as Ravana. 
Or maybe Mo- I, Lo- Loki. Now I think Loki's going to be Loki. They're all scrolls. Because why else would the T- <laughs> why else would the TVA be so focused on hunting down other Loki variants? Wouldn't because it make sense Loki that Mobius knows- is Loki? Huh? No, I don't wouldn't think it Mobius make. Is Loki. But wouldn't that make more sense? Because Mobius was the one who fought to keep that Loki alive. That's but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying this Loki, the Loki in charge of the TVA knows that the only person probably that could take him down is another Loki. And so that's why he's going around trying to eradicate or capture all of the other Lokis because he doesn't want anyone else challenging him for supreme for the supremacy of the timelines. Wow. Jim, it's the one with Jet Li. You're just doing the one with Jet Li. Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Oh, Jim. Oh my God! All right, and Jamie, it is your turn. Oh well, I can only assume <laughs> that Mobius is going to learn the truth, and when he does, he's going to need some comfort, and he will fall onto the lips of Loki <laughs> in his need for comfort. I don't know. I never have guesses. Um, I'm only ever going to say things like that when I'm that's, when you ask me that question, and that's why we keep asking. <laughs> 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 there it is. Uh, I also want to say, I think I, I don't think we'll see Doctor Strange in this. I don't want to start that train, yeah. but it would make exactly. sense yeah. for Doctor Strange to be like, yo, what did you all do? <laughs> um, but also maybe Enchantress gets the best of Loki and us, or maybe it's like a plan in th- like it was in Thor the Dark World to fake Loki dying like intentionally, mm. like cut, or cutting mm. off the hand intentionally, where because we, we saw Enchantress's powers can make it look like a real scene both to the person she's enchanting and to us, the audience. So maybe there's a scene coming where we really believe there is like a doomed situation for Loki or the whole world or something. And then it's all part of a plan where Loki has teamed up with Enchantress off screen. Yo, Aaron is looking at me like, what is going on? All these theories. I love this stuff. Jim had great theories. Like we're all, Jenna's got great stuff. Every, Aaron came in with some zingers earlier. Like I, this is what I loved about Wandavision. Jamie had like the best suggestion that if they don't take it, I'm calling Michael Waldron and I'm saying, "Yo, do you you need to get Jamie running Strange Multiverse of Madness?" Listen, I, I love this stuff. I love the theories, even when they turn out to be wrong. I think this is fun, and I, I will do this all day. And the thing too, I almost feel that this show has to end because they they made such a big deal of it with one of the with one of those branches going across that going across that red line. Mm-hmm. Like the the my my kind of a bit of theory all along was that you know the sacred there are multiple sacred timelines and that the line that Renslayer says and that like you know the 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 past and present has already been untangled and the timekeepers are are unfurling the future so i imagine the the you know the future being this ball of yarn that's all knotted up and that they're 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 keeping them all almost like a loom in a way all separate because they don't want it to to tangle that way uh and so like so if one of those branches goes up over that line it's going to hit another one of the the sacred timelines and that's where the trouble comes and so it has to end with one like that trouble happening that causes the multiverse of madness and that's what gets us no way home and multiverse of madness and all that other crap yeah uh Guitar Slinger on YouTube said, this is how we get Deadpool. <laughs> I, oh, dude, I would not put it past him. It's a great yeah. way to do it. 
Yeah, I agree. This is how you get Toby. This is how you get Andrew. This is how you get Ryan. This is how you get Patrick Stewart to play Professor X for the rest of his life forever. Let's go. 100 more years. Uh, but right? Like, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Do not go to the Thaddeus Ross chat, Jim. Phase oh. uh, Zero listeners no. remember uh, Jim's uh, Thaddeus Ross episode. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. Uh, we're going to wrap up today's show. Jamie, congratulations on a wonderful day. I hope you recover. Drink some, uh, drink some liquid for some fluids over there. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I need to do the same. Look at my sunburn. I am fried <laughs> from Avengers Campus. Don't forget sunscreen at Disneyland. Jenna, any any parting words today? No, it's just I, I am so glad that this episode exists. I'm so glad we got by Loki and I just I'm so ready to see where we're going next. Jamie, any anything for the send off here? Happy Pride Month. Yep. Woo! Let's go. Jim, what you got? I got nothing. I've already said everything. <laughs> Aaron, send send us home. Guys, it's we're we're headed to some uh, some emotions. Wing some tissues next week. I think we're gonna be sad. I think we're going to be sad, but not because of us, because of the show. We're going to bring the good feels when you come back phase zero next week. (laughs) Fantastic four plus Jim will bring the good vibes. Uh, You can go over to the comicbook.com YouTube channel. You'll find a full breakdown with all of the Easter eggs Uh, later today. You will also find interviews with the cast of black widow. We will have our director, Kate Shortland to interview which we do have to remove one spoiler from before we can play it on this show, but that might be on here next week. Uh, and we will maybe get some uh, special guests uh, on the show, and uh, that'll be really fun. I'm talking to Sofia DiMartino on Friday. If you have any questions, let me know. We will get all the Lady Loki answers that I can get. Uh, and that's it. Subscribe to Phase Zero. T- subscribe, follow the Twitch channel, comicbook.com. Hit us up on social media. We will see you next week. <laughs>